0: Welcome back to BTW Bots Workshop here at the Database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg, where today we're going to focus on acoustics and key choices. But before I do, two points of introduction. One that really is going to introduce the style of this particular workshop, and one which is an announcement for upcoming series. So for the first announcement in terms of this workshop... The idea of this workshop is going to be very similar if you think back to the pilot episode of Baltzfilah workshop, if you will. Um, that one and the second episode, both of those were introductory shiurim on the topic of being a Baltzfilah, and they are filled with tips and halachos that any aspiring Baltzfilah or even if you're no longer in the aspiring stage but you are a regular baltzefila or you're a periodic baltzefila it's something that every baltzefila should know um, the first shear was on the topic of who is qualified and we spoke about the halachos there and there was a lot of hashkafa in there as well and in the second shir, we, um which was titled Five Things to Know that there are basically five things, five um thinks that every chazan or baltfila has to be conscious of and these are also hashkafic and you know they're hashkafic they're halachic and they're also just in terms of basic advice things you need to know and we are going to be working on a workshop today that's going to overlap with all of those things but i encourage you if you haven't listened to it yet and there's a good chance you have them because I noticed I see the analytics and I know that those um, workshops, which were much older, you know, as the podcast was really in its early stages and it was just getting launched. So I'm not ashamed to say that those were not as listened to. But the reason I think it's important is that those particular workshops, although there isn't as m- much in terms of demo um those still i i believe are are two of the most important workshops in the series so that's something that i i i re, um, again i encourage you to go back and listen to those um which um in fact what what i'm going to do is i'm going to have the links to them in the description of this particular um, workshop on acoustics and key choices, which is going to be similar in nature, and that we 're focusing on advice. There will be a couple of demos just to in fact demonstrate what I mean when we talk about um, those particular areas, which is really one area, but um, they they relate to one another. the acoustics of the room and the, and the key choice. The other announcement is that as we approach the summer we are heading towards the Yomim Norayim season. Now, I'm still thinking back and forth if we're going to have any workshop which will be devoted to um, Ben HaMitzarim. Um We'll definitely have um, a, a Kiddush achodesh. And Hallel edition for Chodesh Av, which is a very, you know, it's a very interesting time for Hallel, similar to what we had for Tammuz, and we'll address that. I'm wondering, though, if we should have something devoted to Kinos, or something of that nature. It might not be a baltzefila workshop, maybe it will be, maybe it won't, um, but there are important um, things to know halakhically about how the davening looks on Tisha B'Av. And we're obviously hoping that we don't have to experience Tisha B'Av in the same way this year, as we've done in previous years. Um, namely, because we don't want there to be tishbev anymore—at least, not the sad version of it. We want it to be turned into a chag. Nonetheless, it's um, you know that there, there are important Nusuch notes um, even for those days, so we might have something devoted to that. But really, the main point of this announcement was the Yamim Norayim series, Be'ez Ras Hashem. So there's so much there in terms of the meaning of the Tzfilos, in terms of the Nusach of the Tzfilos. and it's going to be a much longer project. So there are going to be many, many episodes. It's going to be a longer series devoted to preparing anybody for any kind of davening for Yamim Norayim, um, be it um, just a regular Shacharos or Mincha or Mariv, or of course uh, Musaf. And even Be'ez Bezras Hashem. So just stay tuned for all of that. I'm really excited about it, but it's it's going to be a great undertaking. So just hold on tight, and Bezras Hashem, you won't be disappointed. Hopefully. So when it comes to the topic of acoustics and key choice, what I thought was important to point out is that there are so many factors to consider when. When you get up to Daven for the Amud and you're about to start, so let's say it's Shachr San Shabbos, you're going to start Shochei Nad. Or you're doing Musaf and you're going to start Yokum Porkan. Maybe it's um, Kabbalah Shabbos and you're either going to be starting, you did Nefesh or Lachun or know. Whatever it's going to be, you are obviously doing it melodiously. There's a Nusuch, there's a tune. And you obviously have to. Start on a key that you'll be able to sing. And that is hopefully going to set the direction. It's going to set the tone for the davening moving forward. Now, yes, if you started and you ended up picking a key that ended up being awkward for one reason or another, you can always switch it in the middle. But it's always better to know beforehand how you're going to sound when you start singing a davening for the um ombudsman. now, you don't need to be an expert in music to do this. You don't have to know the names of keys. I know, even though you know, I have a, a somewhat of a background in music, but I don't naturally read music, and I don't necessarily know every letter key. But I do know, with my with my vocals and with my ear, I know, I recognize keys and I know which ones are higher and more difficult for me for example and which ones are perhaps low or too low. Now what I wanted to focus on is not necessarily the precision of it because some people or I would say maybe most people have a hard time being absolutely precise when it comes to key choice. Right, not everybody is, you know, has perfect pitch and that's okay and that's understandable. You don't need to have perfect pitch to weigh out how you're picking a key. There are just certain things to be conscious of. And here is where we overlap with the previous um, workshop of this nature, where we were focusing on tips and advice in general. And that is the consciousness. There, there are a few things to be conscious of. And some of these things, once again, were already discussed in, in previous workshops. And we not only discussed them in that preliminary workshop, uh, but we also continued to refer back to those because those are things that we have to always have on our minds as we're davening for the ombud but one thing is you always have to know yourself right and that is on multiple levels there are multiple levels in which when you're diving for the ombud you have to know yourself when you are diving for the ombud so in terms of this in terms of picking a key you have to know your range now again you don't have to know it by letter You don't have to know by exact key, but you have to know. Oh yeah, um, like you know, if if you're singing it to yourself, you'd have to know beforehand. Yeah, that's way too high. That's way too hard for me, or oh, that's too low for me. I definitely couldn't go down there. So, it's and it's good to not only know yourself on any given day or on a regular day, but on. So you know you might you might have a day where you're not where you're not feeling as well. You're still feeling well enough to daven for the Amur, but you're not you're not sure you can hit a key that you can normally hit on another day. So it's important that you could sing, You know you can have a few different options of regular keys that you'll sing on. So for example, I'll just do some you know basic um, um, basic intros to Shabbos Shachar Shochenad, right? So. One key that you might do is, Right, So it's not necessarily too high, it's not necessarily too low, I think it's somewhere in the middle, but you can have another key that, you know, at your disposal, which is not the exact same key, but it'll be somewhat different, and it'll be maybe a step or two high or a step or two lower, so let's do another one. So that one's a little bit lower, right? And you could even go a little bit higher, right? So you could also do... So I would say all three of those keys are in within a very short range of each other. And on any given Shabbos, I might... You know, choose between one of those and you know, again, it's it's within a regular range. For for me, none of those keys were reaching up too high or reaching down too low. Now, are there scenarios where I will go for a higher key? So there have definitely been times where my regular bass key that I normally will be singing on, my normal most comfortable key will not be appropriate. For the setting. And this is where we get to not just knowing yourself, which you always have to know yourself, but you also have to know your audience and your surroundings. So, what I mean is that just because you can hit a certain key doesn't necessarily mean the room around you will be able to hit a certain key. Right? That same key might be too high for other people. Sometimes you end up soloing a song and no one else is singing with you because this, the key you picked is way too high, or you're singing the key on one octave and everyone's singing the same song uh, on an octave below. And it's it's somewhat awkward. So you have to know, you have to have a consciousness, oh, you know, well, will the people be able to hit this key? And it's not always easy to tell, but sometimes you can figure it out. Sometimes it's just, uh, just a matter of, it, it, it's an acquired sound, I guess. It's an acquired hearing. And... There's that, but there's also sometimes there are many, many people in the room. Sometimes the acoustics are not really good, or sometimes even if the acoustics are good, but because the room is so large, the voice doesn't carry as much. You know, you always want to project, and some people have a more natural talent at projecting, and some people do not. But when projecting is something that's a little bit more difficult for you, one way to compensate is by picking a little bit of a higher key and sometimes in a larger room you know you'll you'll be surprised i i found a very interesting phenomenon that um you know there there are songs that if you sing them in one setting you know the the, the same key for example if you're singing odishama right um so the the, the Od Yeshama that etan Katz always does right so the key is odishama V'yare Yehuda. right so that key is not the key that he ever sings it on, and at weddings that he's performing at, he'll always do it up here. So that key, at a, at a chasana, when everyone's excited and all the chasana's friends are jumping up and down, everyone's able to hit that key. But you do that same key when you're davening for the Yomud, when it's not actually at a wedding, so you, you'll notice... Not as many people will be singing up on that key because the setting is different, and you'll have to do it on a much lower key. You know, and it, it would be like a bunch of uh, a bunch of keys lower. So, so again, like at a chasna, you might hear <speaking in Hebrew> but at like a davening for the alma. Let's say you're using it for Keladon. so you can't go all the way up there because people will not be able to hit the key with you. The adrenaline's not there. So, it'll sound, you'll have to do something more like, maybe, or maybe even lower. It might be, mm, right. So, let's say you're, you know, you're doing that because you're davening at an off-ruff. So, maybe you'll do that song. So, the setting makes a difference, and the, the room arrangement makes a difference. If you have a giant shul, I remember, there was a, I was once davening for the Amr at a really large shul, and people were telling me, as I was starting the davening, I think I was davening Mosaf, yeah, I was davening Musaf, but people were telling me, um, you know, you gotta go a little bit louder, we can't hear you. So I, then I ended up being on a much higher key. So while in a normal, you know, in a normal regular size shul, so for Yakum Khan, so I might go... Or let's say I'm feeling a little bit more generous with my voice. But in a really, really large room where my voice really has to carry, so I might have to go even higher. So maybe something more like this. Something all the way up there or whatever, wherever. And... In, you know, in, in certain circumstances, you have to do that. Sometimes it's um, and, 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 but but here's the thing. It's not only like that with going up the keys, but sometimes it's actually like that. I have found going down the keys, meaning, let's say you're in a very small room, All right? Let's say it's not such a grandiose davening, right? Let's say you're like you know you're davening in a Stiebel like setting. Let's say the room is is fairly small, and the minion is you know, 15 to 20 people, that does not mean the davening shouldn't be nice. Of course, the davening should be nice. But it might be that the davening is going to be moving a little bit quicker. It could be that the davening is, um, you know, they'll still be singing. But again, it's, it's you know, it's not the kind of davening that you schlep out because, in mean, general, you know, there's a question, how much should you schlep out the davening? And as a rule, you probably shouldn't. Um, but, you know, even, even all that said, it's not the kind of davening where all the spectators are necessarily coming in. Quote, and I'm calling spectators the Congress, the daveners, fellow daveners. They're coming in not necessarily because they want a schleppy davening. They do want it to be nice, but they want it to move. In such a setting, there, you know, there's a time and place for I would say even going a key lower than you normally do. Now, obviously, if you if you don't have the range for it, then you can't. But but, um, I have found when the room is smaller and when there are fewer people, to do a higher key is just a little bit more awkward because the setting is more intimate. It's kind of like, you know, you think of using your indoor voice when you're, you know, when you're sitting with a group of friends. You don't need to be screaming. This is also true, I feel, when davening for the amud. So you should still be nice. So let's like, let's say, you know, go back to the Shochenat example. So you're davening for the um, but You realize, you know, oh wow, there are like 12, 13, 14, 15 people in the room. So, you know, it's not going to be your most fancy davening. Still could be nice, but you know, the, the, it, it's, it's like if the Chazin is all the way up here and he's going out, he's going crazy, but the Kahila's not. So it's, it's, it's a partnered, you know, uh, effort. So you got to be working together. And if you know that the chemistry is not going to be there, so don't make it awkward. You know, don't, don't try to push a certain energy that won't be there. Yes, inspire people, but inspire people at the level that they are at. So though I might normally go, maybe, just maybe, I will even go lower than that. And I'll do something like this. Now that might be a little bit lower for me and that, that, that key might come out more if, let's say, I'm not feeling as well. Oh, hey, Avadi Moshe. Talk about the key. It's in a, in a nice uh, little rendition. But I'm probably more likely to do one of these. <speaking in Hebrew> which is one of the starting keys that I gave you earlier. Um, And again, my point is not that you memorize each key that I'm doing. I'm just giving you differences between going up really high and going a little bit lower. But the point is always knowing yourself. And this is true also for starting the Hazarsa shots, right? So if it's a, if it's a, you know, it's a massive davening, massive minion, massive kahila. So you might go and if it's a smaller shul with a smaller minion that's moving a little bit more quickly, so you might go, you might go somewhere down here hashem or Hashem. none of these sound bad, but like you know, like and I, I think that like the point I'm trying to get at is none of these keys really sound bad, but you know you just a consciousness when you're davening for the Amud, dependent you know you think about the room that you're in, you think about the people that are around you, you think about knowing um you know so knowing yourself and and knowing your surroundings but before we go any further um i I think the other thing that is is something that we all have to be conscious of, which is something that, again, also came up in the earlier workshops, and that is knowing before whom you stand, the Dalaf ato Atomid. So the reason for this, um, which, again, I think is important all the time anyway, is that besides for your range, besides of for the projecting, besides of the for the room size and the acoustics and the kehila, the, the people around you, another thing you have to be conscious of is the fact that you are davening before Hashem, you're being a shliach Tsib or literally a public service messenger. You are representative of everyone else. And as we've said, the you know the, the Amud, Davening for the Amud is, is no place for being arrogant. This is brought down in Halacha, but this is just you know natural if you know what you're doing and you know before whom you stand. You know that you're standing before Hashem. It's not about showing off your voice. So it could be one key that you're singing on you know if if you're if it's not one of those rooms that really needs you to be all the way up there so what what you should consider is maybe I can go up there and hit that really high key and maybe I could even hit an even higher key or maybe I can hit such a low key and my bass voice will project so well and I can do some really cool things with it but there is a limit there's always a limit you know it's not the place for you to go riffing and trilling and showing and showcasing yourself that 's not what avenue for the Umet is about so if one if you have a choice between two really nice keys and one just happens to be you know three steps higher and it's not necessarily um, uh, a good key because of the acoustics or your comfort it doesn't you know and when you're considering a key where none of the differences are that practical but it's just a matter of oh, you know what but I can hit that key, so why not? I would say there's a good reason why not. You know, the, the, I think the amud is 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 something that's a very sensitive place. We've talked about the tension of oh, you know, you're going to get compliments for trying to sound good. In fact, in halachah, it's brought down that you have to have a kol arev, a kol na'im. You have to have a nice voice, and yet you can't be diving for the amud to show off your nice voice. So you know, you know, you're in this catch twenty two. But the point is that there's a delicate balance, and therefore. The Amud is in fact a place for modesty. Yes, it's a place for showing or for, for projecting the sound to make the Davening nice and to inspire everybody around you. But at the same time, it's not about, you know, you know, you're, you're you're not recording an album, you know, when you're Davening for the Amud. And you, you know, you're 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 not trying to dazzle the crowd as much as you're trying to inspire the crowd. You're not, you know, you're not trying to impress them. What you should be doing is trying to uplift them, and there is just a you know for some people this might be so subtle, for some people maybe less so, but it's it's easy to detect the difference between someone who's uplifting your davening and someone who's um, trying to just uplift themselves. So you know you don't have to go for the uh, um, you know whatever whatever it is. um, If it's if it's a song in kedusha, if it's starting off. Um, Kabbalah Shabbos, right? You know, you're you like you don't have to do one of these. Like, 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 why? Like, you don't have to be out there. You can, you can do something nice on this. You know, same song, and same nice voice, but but just lower. Like, like you, you hear the difference. Like, I, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm making my point clear, and I hope I am. And if I'm not, you know, you know where to find me. Reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the database b e i s at gmail.com. Same place to reach me if you want to give a sponsorship or if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. I'm always looking to hear some feedback. I always enjoy hearing your feedback, and I've, I've responded to recommendations, have used recommendations from listeners like you. So, once again, you know where to find me. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this workshop on, on, on acoustics and key choices. And hopefully, even if uh, this helps a little bit in terms of your consciousness, when you're thinking about davening for the Amud, so then it, it, you know, it will have well been worth it. Anyway, stay tuned for the upcoming series. I'm looking forward to diving with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.